thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Hey there, wonderful listeners. Welcome to this week's episode of Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And thank you once again for joining us. And look, to no surprise, we are going to hit on another topic that is somewhat taboo. We've done the bacterial vaginosis. We've uh, gone into all these nitty-gritty, irky-quirky topics before. But uh, today is interesting because we think it's also a big taboo and it's only of recent times that uh, that taboo is kind of getting shattered. The curiosity is going to be for how long and what action and what change will come of it. But we think it's a really, really important topic to have a chat about because um, if the stats are you go by most of you girls listening today are going to have your own stories about this particular topic so Andrea throwing it to you give us the insight what are we talking about today awesome um thanks Ash before I uh get into the meat of what we want to talk about I want to let everyone know that we've got a very special guest on the podcast today so joining us uh today is one of my beautiful friends his name's Clay um so Clay Smith welcome to Wellness Women Radio I am super happy to have you on here um I called Clay about half an hour ago um just before we started recording and kind of threw him in the deep end to join us and when I actually like let you know what we're going to talk about today this will make a lot more sense um so Clay is uh an amazing father um he is the partner to the beautiful feet he has this uh, he's this incredible social media um soon to be mogul i'm sure um who has a company called smith social um he also used to have the funniest podcast around called rubbish uh, rubbish radio oh my god it was an absolute laugh a minute i wish you boys were still recording that was hands down my well, it used to be my favorite podcast until we started recording, of course, Ash. But um, the reason I have invited Clay onto the show today is because we're touching on a topic that is pretty different to what we've ever talked about before. And the reason that we're covering this today is because it is so topical right now. So I'm sure that you've all seen in the media um, the Harvey Weinstein um I guess, controversy that's come up about the sexual abuse and uh, assault allegations that have come up against him. And now there's been a big movement um, worldwide with the hashtag MeToo, which essentially is women um, having a platform or using that as solidarity to other women. But in the, uh, I guess, with the notion to show the weight of this to men to show them how pervasive and how completely ubiquitous this is. And pretty much every woman I know and ourselves included, and we'll share some of our stories later about that every single woman has a story with either sexual harassment or assault. It is not unique to anybody. And I also know that it's not unique to women. So let me just say that this is not um, a women against men topic. This is not just that women are victimized. We know that this also affects men as well. However, overwhelmingly and statistically, women are, are, are much more victimized in this type of assault. Um, so anyway, Clay, welcome to the podcast. Um, thank you so Thanks much so for much coming for on board me. with us. Um, and let me just uh, give you listeners a bit of context as to why I wanted to bring Clay on today. And 
He posted something on Facebook last week that really struck a chord with me. And let me read out to you what he said. He said, my gender as a whole disgusts me and has done for a long time. We're obviously still struggling to step out of the cave. What a disgrace. And then he goes on to talk about Slipknot, which I don't really understand, but I'll read it anyway. <laughs> Slipknot were only half right when they said people equal shit. It's the men. Um, Clay, can you tell me what what really gave you the conviction to write that? What made you feel like you needed to put that out there? Yeah, no worries. Um, thanks for having me first. Uh, it's really amazing to be asked to speak about this when really I think that men should actually be shutting up more and, and just listening. So I'll, I'll definitely prefer to let you guys do more of the talking. Um, yeah, well, my, my feed was just filling up. Like my news feed was just getting absolutely filled up with um, friend after acquaintance, after friend, after relative, um, putting up a story uh, with hashtag me too. And it was just, it, it just kept going. And it, I just got angrier and angrier and more frustrated. And I'll, I just, I, I had to say, I had to say something. I just felt like I had to say something. Uh, and that, that was what came out. I mean, and the, the end is a little Slipknot reference to a, a song they have called People Equal Shit. Um, <laughs> not known for their lyrics, but it, it, it just, it, that just came to my head. And yeah, I, I felt that, I, I really feel that the focus, needs to be on the men mm. um, and, and by men. And I don't think that we're really as a gender properly grappling with the idea that it is us. It is just the men, mainly, you know, on our, you know, uh, overwhelmingly it is the men who are doing this. Um and that's really interesting that you say that because even in the way that assault is reported, it always seems to be victimised to the woman but without account or responsibility for the man. So even if you read in a paper or, you know, a woman such and such was sexually assaulted, there's never an account of a such and such man sexually assaulted a, you know, it, it's the it's the framing, it's the language that we use, even by the way that we we frame these actions. It's mm. always put back on the woman to take responsibility of that, which I think is absolutely wrong. Language um, is power, and language is power. And I, I'm uh, I write I write copy and um, uh, yeah for websites and, and things like that. So I do I do like to write. And I really believe in the language that's used to describe the problem is mm. crucial to the whole thing. Uh, yeah, and it, it just and of course it spawned like the com. I had a bunch of comments, um, mm. and then I really kind of got into some discussions. Um, I don't know what what did you think about the the comment stream that came afterwards, Andrea? Um, you know, it was quite. It's really interesting because on one hand, we have this incredible public forum, and this is also why we chose to do this episode today. Um, mm. You know, Ashley and I are fortunate enough to have, you know, tens of thousands of listeners who who tune in to us and, uh, you know, respect and honour the message that we're putting out there every week, which also made me think that we cannot not touch this top topic. And it's funny sure. that in this public forum, I feel very comfortable discussing this, whereas on your page, Clay, I 
I wanted to write things, I wanted to comment, but I didn't because it was almost mm. too personal. Um, and I've put up the Me Too hashtag on our Facebook page, so on our public forum. So it's almost like that persona is totally fine to own that. But then mm. personally, um, yeah. I haven't done that. And you know, I know that we all have these stories and I know that, um, and, you know, Ash and I are both going to share personal accounts of this sort of stuff now. And, and and then I'm going to sort of talk about the gravity or the weight of what's actually happened with Harvey Weinstein and how that is then a catalyst for everything else that's happening at the moment and why that's so important. But, you know, as, and this is, this is stock standard stuff. So as a woman, and this is what I'm comfortable sharing in this kind of, you know, like PG forum, um, I have been like, Obviously, like there's been all sorts of lascivious comments made towards me. I've been grabbed and groped. And I remember being at music festivals and, um, you know, if like I was wearing a skirt and men would put their hand like physically up within my clothing. Um, I have been drugged at a bar. Um, I've had very prominent men press themselves up against me, like just disgusting things. And but there's always been um, in all of those interactions, um what what do you do? You can't do anything about it. I remember I was at a nightclub. This was in my early 20s when I was at uni. And I had a guy, this is when you could still actually smoke in nightclubs. So this is like showing my age now. <laughs> um, but I had a guy kneel over and put out a cigarette butt on my leg um, in a very twisted, almost like it was, it was a very sexual way. And then he made some absolutely horrific comments to me. But it's like, what do you do with that information? Um, and yeah, what, I think, think what you're saying what, there, Andrew, is like what we've come through full circle trying to get our heads around this this topic, this conversation is it's not just a Hollywood story. This is not a Hollywood topic. This exactly. is a this is yeah. an everywhere, That's everyday story yeah. um, and the impact that has on mental health, on physical health that comes from that, um, on senses of security and safety. I mean, ladies, anyone who's been at the receiving end of this, unfortunately, then is disempowered in some way. And we completely go about the world, I think, very differently to what men do. Our own personal security and safety is very different and that level of stress that we have is so much heightened than anywhere else. And I know that, for example, every time I've travelled to India, there's a very specific protocol that we have to follow to make sure that we are never alone or never alone with just women. And uh, there's a really incredible book that I would recommend all women to read called The War on Women by um, the late Sue Lloyd Roberts. And it talks about, for example, India is the worst place in the world for a woman to be a woman because of the amount of sexual violence and discrimination, all of those sorts of things that happen as well. But our safety is very different. Um, and also I think that we've grown up in this world where our our body is a commodity or so is seen to, you know, disgusting, powerful men who think that our body is a commodity to them. Um which I think is really, really sad. And that was certainly true for the Harvey Weinstein story. So let me just kind of give you a little bit, um, a little bit of context there. So this, his allegations go back to the seventies, like all the way back to the seventies. This is now 40 years of allegations that have been either swept under the rug or paid out. Um, so, and this is sexual assault, harassment and rape. Um, I think there was over 13 counts of rape, um, which 
is just, it goes to show that if you're a powerful man with a lot of money, you can get away with anything. And I think the legal system, particularly in the US as well, it certainly um, supports that view as well. There was a very um, famous story of a um, college student who uh, raped a woman and got out with a six-month sentence because he was on the swim team, um, because he was an elite performing athlete. And at his trial, these are the things that they were talking about was the fact that he was such a good athlete and he contributed so much to the sporting, um, you know, scene there. And the judge was, but then we're looking at his credibility in terms of, you know, his academic achievements or his sporting achievements. How is that even relevant? Um, but anyway, so this Harvey Weinstein stuff goes all the way back to the seventies. Um, and look, I, I had a whole list of, of things that you could, that we could go through and I won't touch too much on it, but Essentially, these are really important women that we all know. So like Ashley Judd, um, Rose McGowan. In 1997, Rose McGowan um, claimed that she was raped by Harvey Weinstein. Um, she pretty much signed her own death certificate from Hollywood. She was not hired again after that because she was speaking up against one of the most powerful people in Hollywood. And, you know, Harvey Weinstein is thanked more at the award ceremonies than, than say, God is. So this is the kind of person that she was going up against and she was paid out $100,000 to try and keep her mouth shut. But now she's saying that there is no price on this. Um, in 1994, Gwyneth Paltrow was, um, you know, propositioned by him and made feel really comfortable and her boyfriend at the time, who was Brad Pitt, had to step in and confront Weinstein. Um, this is while she was being starring in a Miramax film, her first lead role, which was Emma. Um, there's then uh, Mina Saviro, um, Sorvino, sorry, Ashley Judd, um, Angelina Jolie, and the list goes on and on and on. Um, and that is just back in the 90s. So now we're <laughs> fast forward 20 years and there's still 20 years of these allegations that come forward. But he comes out first with denials, complete denials, and then with an apology. So first a denial and then maybe some sort of, um, oh, who knows, but it was a, a, an apology. I don't know if that actually means acceptance or not. Um, but then he claims he has a very different recollection of the events to what these women are claiming. So how he can have that, I I don't know. And then he also goes on to say that he was a child of the 70s, like he grew up in Hollywood in the 70s and how that justifies his behaviour, I it just makes no sense. So obviously he is so used to his power and position that he thinks that his actions are defensible. Um, or, you know, some allegation will come out earlier um, in his time and he would give large donations to charity or make a really important movie. So as long as you're seemingly doing good things and making good movies, nobody cares. Um, and the point of this is just to show that that power and position does not give him right or anybody right past consent, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Clay, what's your take on this? What what do you see as, I mean, obviously there's an underlying, I mean, just glaringly obvious the guy's an absolute narcissist and um, has no respect for so many people, not just men or women. He just doesn't respect people. But where do you think it is that a man like this, you know, comes into our, our pop culture, so to speak, and stays at the top? And then how do we bring into our lives men and raise children and boys to men that are actually going to stop this perpetual cycle of uh, disrespect that is the million trillion dollar question um I, I i'm i'm raising a son at the moment and you know obviously the dads have the most important role in this equation mm. uh it's not the mums it's the dads 
And this is a, probably another part of men not taking the blame or realising that it's our problem. Um, it's the dads. It's you. Now, um, I also like to kind of shy away from saying uh, that it's, you know, justifying horrible, sexist, misogynist, abusive behaviour because you had no role because you had no role model, um, or because you had a crappy dad, or you had no dad, or you liked the certain movie stars in the eighties, or it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it's up to the individual. Sorry, there. I just did it again. It's up to the man to know and realize that they are the culprit and they need to fix it and just, and, and stop. Um, yeah. I, I, and that was really interesting in the comments, um, of, of my little post, uh, that the, the immediate comments, and I knew they were coming were it, the, it's just a few bad apples, right? It's not all men. That was, that was a, a few of the comments and I, they made me just as mad. I, I don't want to hear it. I, I don't want to hear it. It's just a few bad apples. That lessens the impact and the severity of what we're talking about, right? Yes, it's not all a few. And it's too obvious as well, right? It's too, everybody knows it's not every single man on the planet. Mm -hmm. But um, it, it lessens the impact of the problem, in my opinion. And I, I, I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. I want us talking about how bad it is, how widespread it is, um, and every man, this is why this campaign is so good because every man needs to hear every story from every woman he's ever known all the time. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it starts to just tiny, like move the, the needle on a mass scale. Like I'm moving it just a tiny bit, a bit at a time. And, um, and then also the other thing I jotted down was with the, a few bad apples argument was it's 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 not just a few bad apples it's most i would say most of us it's almost like a majority of men commit these behaviors is that because of cultural acceptance do you think that's do you think that's Absolutely. because we've it's, we've it's accepted been, it that uh, in certain venues in certain places in certain locations if you spoke up about it you're just being dramatic but for example if you were in a retail store and a guy <laughs> walked up behind you or grabbed you around the chest or you know grabbed it between your legs you you'd be seriously reporting a sexual assault happening there but if it happens in Absolutely. a bar a club or a, you know a, you know out a festival suddenly it's a different environment so it's okay yeah, it's strange. Yeah. Or, or in a job interview or, or like, you know, I'm just listening to my favourite podcasts, uh, all about startups and business and I love all that stuff. Apart and the, from the Wellness Women Radio, right? And Wellness Women Radio, absolutely. <laughs> gets gets my vaginal juices and explains all the vaginal stuff. It's great. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, this podcast I'm listening to is about these women who have a startup and the troubles they were having with being uh, – you know, sexually uh, asked, you know, when trying to get funding. And it was, right. okay, so that's that industry, right? And then that it's, it's everywhere. It's all pervasive. And I don't want to hear about how it's just a few bad apples. And I also um, don't want to hear about how it's getting better, right? Like that's a separate time. It's for a separate issue, separate argument. Just we need a focus. 
Mm, yeah, I like that. And Clay, I also really appreciate the fact that you are taking so much responsibility for, um, <laughs> you know, the, the men in this situation. Yeah. And I also, like, I know you personally and I know what kind of a man you are and I know what kind of upbringing you have and your, your whole family is absolutely beautiful and I know that Fee wouldn't be with you unless you were so respective of women as well. So mm-hmm. I that's why I also appreciate the fact that you, you know, are asking men to step up and that there are no excuses and that is not good enough and context does not matter so for example like you said ash if someone's at a music festival why is that okay but then it's not in a um you know in a supermarket or something like that and then the women who are going to these meetings with the startups are treated as if they have no value or worth except for their physicality and what they can potentially offer um which is you know our, our bodies are absolutely not a commodity unless you choose it to be so and if that's what you want to use then you know I'm all for that and absolutely supportive of that but only if that's your choice oh look mm. I, I'm I'm having issues too not getting too political because I, I felt that as soon as um someone was elected as one of the most powerful men on this planet and he was quite okay absolutely. laughing off grabbing by the pussy you know I'm just like what the heck what sort of time are we living in right now that that's considered okay yeah. and that it's actually votable like you can actually vote someone in that is so blaringly blazingly disgustingly oh, disrespectful and, and abusive of women I, I it's it's hit me really hard because it's almost like layer upon layer now we're starting to see just how pervasive this is you know president of the united states then a major media mogul like you know weinstein and then it filters all the way down through society um, and then co- crosses culture there doesn't seem to be any zone or area in which this is not relevant or prevalent Exactly, and if it also brought home to me, it also brought home to me um, that if Angelina Jolie can't step up and doesn't have a chance, then what about just your general run-of-the-mill mm-hmm. everyday la- everyday lady? They've no chance, Z- zero, zero chance. And it's yeah, I agree. The Trump thing is is a, a sign that it, deplorable. It, it yeah. is worse than ever. But you know what? Him being elected then normalises that abuse, right? Which is, I, I just, I cannot understand how someone can do something that is so foul and degrading and disgusting and making those sort of comments about women. And this is what was actually made public. Imagine what he does behind closed doors, which is probably why he's just been subpoenaed in sexual misconduct cases as well, can then be elected the president. So we've just said, no, that's okay. You can treat women however you want. If you're powerful and famous, you get to do that. And then we elect you to be, well, not not we, us personally, because we're here in Australia, but essentially, you know, you are now the most powerful person in the entire world um so what does that say for us as women and i don't think i've ever really identified as being a feminist until now (laughs) um which i think is quite funny so until trump was elected i didn't really um like i think always was but never really identified myself in that as a feminist but now absolutely i've been um following this like media frenzy that's happened since the weinstein sort of you know debacle has all come out um and it is just absolutely horrific um and it's just it's just not okay and then throughout history this has been the case you know the amount of abuse and oppression and just the complete inequality that has been happening for so long is still happening and i don't think it's getting any better and particularly when we then elect a president and say that that's absolutely okay your conduct is okay um, I think we've just gone back, you know, 30 years um, 
you know, allowing that. Um, and Clay, what I want to know, like from a, from a man's perspective, and mm. I know that you, you are not going to have your own, like, I guess, personal experience with this, but maybe some of your friends, for example, mm. where do you think that sense of power or ownership over another or in a circumstance comes from? Where do you think that manipulation comes from? And look, I know that um, none of us are psychologists or have studied this at, at any length other than what we're sort of discussing now, but just as your own personal experience or your anecdotal experience, where do you think that comes from? Sure. Yeah, I will say that I have absolutely no, uh, you know, uh, qualifications to be discussing this, but from my own experience, um, uh, it, I'm sure it probably comes back to these people being broke, these people, these men being broken themselves uh, in some way, big and small, and and they're just trying to fill that fill that dark hole, and then that gets all jammed in with, um, you know, testosterone and misogyny and and you know the entire history of humanity where women have been um, and continue to be complete property and possessions um yeah i would say it's some crazy combination of of all those things just well smashed in together and they can't you know they cannot see what they're doing right they just can't Mm, or they think it's fine they they know what they're doing they know what they're doing and they think it's fine trump knows what he's doing and he thinks it's fine he totally thinks it's fine and um Yep, and he was he was raised that way, and then he looked around and went, "Yep, it is fine to do this, and I'm going to keep doing it." Because there aren't any repercussions to someone in that sort of position, are they? Um, and in many other sorts of positions either, um, which is can I throw, repercussions? Yeah, can I throw a curveball? Mm. Yes, Clay. Clay, have you ever been in sports teams? Yes. Yes. Have you ever been accused of throwing like a girl or, you know, wussing out like a chick or anything like that? Language is power. Absolutely. I um, I used to have a ponytail while I was in sports teams. So, yeah. So what do you yeah, think that's man doing? Man buns are really trendy now though, right? <laughs> okay, man okay. buns are trendy. And I had I had long heather way before it was trendy or cool. So let's just say those things are being used around our boys on sport fields, in sporting yep. teams, as an environmental thing from a very young age. What do you think that might be doing to the psychology of a male to say if you're yep. throwing like a chick, is it a positive mm. reinforcement or a negative reinforcement of that behaviour? And if so, does it empower a woman's position or disempower? What do you think? Absolutely. It's horrible. It, it doesn't. It just, it started from very early on, um, you know, don't act like a girl, you know, cry like a girl. Like all the, the negative statements that can be jabbed at a man are usually to do with not being woman-like and that's, and, and as if that isn't going to have an effect on how you think you treat women um, and how you treat women in, in your, in your um, when you're growing up. Uh, again, though, it's an ex- it's just an excuse though. It's just another excuse, yeah. you know, that these men can parrot around, um, and and I don't care. I don't care. You should, and I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I love that. I love. But you know what? That is amazing. That there is a. This is the line in the sand, right? 
And this is what I feel like the purpose is of the Me Too hashtag. And I know that there's a whole bunch of people who've come out in objection to that and why they won't support it. And I don't care because there is no downside to Mm -hmm. a united front of women showing that enough is enough, this is the line in the sand, and this will not be tolerated anymore, and that I think it's Oscar Wilde who said that silence is not golden, it's consent, and I think that this is the purpose of of the Me Too hashtag, and I'm really, really proud of the women who are coming forward and, you know, not even sharing their stories but just simply saying Me Too. Um, yeah, and then sharing the stories, I just, it's, her, it's I've seen horrific stories and, it yeah, everyone. Every every lady, mm-hmm. and it's gross and, and it's yeah. disgusting. And it's not just about the fact that we are left to feel uncomfortable or vulnerable or powerless or not as good as, but there's also really serious health implications of these sorts of things as well. Um, from the feeling of safety and security all the way through to very serious you know, health consequences as well. But um, a lot of these women are describing after effects of, say, assault or harassment as almost similar to like PTSD type symptoms, um, which is, you know, pretty sad. And, you know, I've got stacks of patients. Well, trauma, who, right? Yeah. Trauma. It, so it, it is, is PTSD. Yeah, definitely. And you can understand why. Um, and I have stacks of female patients who share accounts of things like, um, for example, one comes to mind who really desperately wants to lose weight, um, but the last time she was the weight that she wanted to be was before she was sexually assaulted. And then she put on weight very rapidly from that for a whole bunch of different reasons, but her larger body size makes her feel safer that she won't be a target. So, yeah, that's... that's and that... Horrific. That story mm. is so common, so, so common of women who um, will protect their bodies in certain ways so that they're not a victim. Look, um, I think whether these things are minor or, or major, depending on, you know, reference in terms of law, that's entirely irrelevant. Irre- I, I feel as though anything mm-hmm. that's unwanted um, in the way of either sexual attention or attention in some form, in all forms, it's capable of causing harm. So, you know, like um, not making this about me, but I do want to highlight this this experience in my life was my probably one of my most challenging experiences actually was at the hands of another woman. And that is not in a sexual mm-hmm. sense. That was mm-hmm. a, a management position, a more senior female in the company that I was working in who was bullying, intimidating and harassing me specifically and targeted um, which left some significant amount of anxiety and stress and all of these things. Um, so I think, you know, we, we tend to focus on the men, but we've got to remember women are just as capable and, and culpable in the process as well because, like you've said, silence is, is part of the problem. So there's women um, abusing other women mentally, physically, whatever it is, and as there are men. So really the big issue here is the silence, isn't it? So then the question is, what are we going to do about it? As you know, you ladies listening, what is within your capacity and your control to actually do to be a vehicle for change and a vessel for change and to do something if you're at the receiving end of this? What is there that we can do? Because, I mean, for example, in the Switzerland, there's been a recent study. They did it in some nightclubs. 
because that was considered a zone in which women felt unsafe. And they have empowered the staff in these clubs with keywords that women can say to those staff to indicate that there's a problem. So the women are not singled out, the staff can take action, and they can remove or you know, deal with the problem at hand if there's a particular perpetrator in the venue doing things that are not acceptable in that venue. And 10 establishments did it, and 10 out of 10 unanimously said that they had a better outcome, safer environment for their attendees, people going into their venue, people enjoyed their experiences more, and they had less problems with uh, violence that spilled onto the streets because of issues regarding, you know, this this interaction stuff. So I think that's fascinating. So that was one action that's taken by, you know, obviously something in the um, clubs, bar and pub scene. But what could we do? Have, have you guys got any, any thoughts and tips? I know me personally, I went to the top, mm. I went reported it because it wasn't just about me. It was about all the people around me. It was everyone else being bullied. It was just, and I was ready to leave the job. And I thought, right, this is my chance. I'm going to speak out, speak up and go to the top. And um, it was a terrifying experience because you're suddenly being grilled and interviewed by very senior people, but you have to speak your truth. Mm-hmm. And I can say that I left that experience shaken and certainly harassed, but empowered because I did something. Um, I think I would have felt very differently about the experience if I'd have just sort of walked away from it and not had any sort of, uh, I wouldn't say it's not revenge, it's just more like this is my say and this is not okay. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Um, I think that that is the million-dollar question, what do we do about it? Mm. Um, from an individual level, um, it for women, I can totally understand why there's that safety in numbers and why so many women haven't actually came out, for instance, like with Harvey Weinstein, why they're all coming out of the woodwork now because the fear of, you know, the consequences and the retribution that they would have um, been exposed to, particularly when their careers and livelihood is at stake. Um, So I can also understand why women in any other situation that sometimes a reflexive um, response is to shut down. So speaking out in the moment, say, for example, if you're at a bar and you get groped, speaking out in that moment because it's such a shocking thing that happens and it's such a personal space invasion and, you know, like in that moment is very difficult to react the way that you want to. So I think that, I don't know, I would love to see that if other men see this happen, that they step in straight away and say this is absolutely not okay and just make sure that she's okay. Um, and and that's that's all that really needs to happen in that moment or just, you know, letting the guy know, particularly if he's a friend of yours because I'm sure in all sorts of situations we've all seen our male friends do inappropriate things to women that is without their consent um, and just letting them know that it is absolutely not okay and not tolerated. Um, Clay, what what are your thoughts um, again, I, I really hesitate to make women do anything about this. I want it to be the men who are making the changes because it's not women's fault, right? Like you, you guys shouldn't have to fix the problem that you haven't created. Um, <laughs> um, so I don't know. The only thing I can think about is just keep telling the stories, like keep, and I don't, don't put it, like you don't have to put it on Facebook you don't have to, you know, put up like, you know, a sign like on yeah. a building, right? But keep telling and because I think it's, you know, you're like, oh, well, I don't have to tell my, you know, my friend, my mate, my male friends um, because they're all good dudes, right? They're all good guys and they, they, would, they wouldn't do this. But 
and you know, I, I like to think that I'm not one of the men who does these things, but I need to hear it too. Mm-hmm. Like I need to hear about this and because um, the only way is if, you know, men collectively start clamping down and whether it's, and whether it's you know, the, the men who perpetrate this and, the, and it's got to be all the men, um, good and bad, that, that, you know, make changes. Um, so, yeah, uh, ladies, keep telling your stories, whether it's your boyfriend, your dad. I think that's probably, you know, the, the, you know, the thing to do on a real basic personal level that, you know, and, and again, I wish you didn't have to. Mm-hmm. I really wish you didn't have to, but the stories is sometimes where everything's starting. Well, it's it's where this whole thing started, and what I think is going to keep it going is if we keep hearing. Yes, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. That's awesome. Um, can I just quickly read out a couple of the, um, in terms of health consequences um, for, and this is not any specific type of abuse apart from, you know, the the very overt physical symptomatology, but. Lots of studies have shown that this type of abuse is linked to and its psychological impact will then affect the gastrointestinal system, sexual and reproductive health. So it comes, it presents with pain syndromes, eating disorders, especially bulimia, which is really interesting. Um, uh, A whole bunch of different pelvic pains. Um, So not even from direct abuse, but from the physical side effects of um, you know, that mental anguish, um, irritable bowel syndrome, chronic diseases such as diabetes, arthritis, fibromyalgia, headaches, and gynecological symptoms, especially severe period pain and cramps, um, absence of a period altogether, um, and any kind of psychological uh, associations with sex, um, which makes perfect sense. So, ladies, this is, you know, that's just a very short list of some of the physical impacts and the health complications or, or um, correlations with this type of abuse, um, just so that you're fully aware. Okay. Um, the point of today, and I know it's not necessarily a comfortable uh, thing to talk about, but one of my favorite sayings is always that education is the antithesis to comfort. So unless we actually know this, unless you actually are aware of what's happening, then you know, nothing will ever change. And um, Clay, I love the fact that you were willing to put yourself on the line and come in here today. Um, so thank you so much for for being a part of this. Um, and I hope that wasn't uh, too confronting for you in terms of we definitely we're not putting you on the no. chopping block for all men by any stretch of the imagination. We, we definitely just wanted um, because you are one of those beautiful masculine men but who also is so respectful of women, um, which is actually, and sadly enough, a rarity. So we really appreciate that and we need more of you. So thank you for that. There's so much grace in that. Um, thank, thanks so much, Andrea. Not, like it is literally the least I could do. <laughs> um, awesome. So ladies, we would love it if you would join with us with the me too hashtag if you feel comfortable and if that has been your your experience and you definitely don't have to go into any more detail than that just that me too and hopefully this collective um shift for women will raise that awareness and possibly make change um if this is something that is a really big concern for you particularly in australia you can um call 1800 respect which is a really important hotline for, um, you know, physical, sexual and domestic abuse. So please feel free to use that resource if need be. Um, 
ladies, if there's anything that you want to share with us online, please feel free to go to facebook.com forward slash the wellness women um, or underscore the wellness women on Instagram. Um, if you want to email us any <sighs> Um, I guess, suggestions for how we can make more of a shift in this topic. We would love to hear that. And I would love to hear from the guys as well, because we know we have some really beautiful male listeners. So thank you so much for tuning in today as well. If you have some suggestions about how um, this collective consciousness can shift, we so want to hear that. So post on all of our social media handles um, and let's continue the conversation from there. And ladies, I, until next week. Oh, sorry. Ash, yeah, jump look, in, I, just, please. I just think just, you know, as a closing on this is that, ladies, it doesn't matter whatever the response or the experience has been. It's the harasser that should feel the shame, not you. So at you know, the end of this, you should you should have a look at, um, you know, where these disempowerments have happened in your life and let's all work together towards this, making the blame where it belongs, just as, as Clay had said, you know, why are we feeling the victim and staying the victim? It is time to step up and stand out of the shadow. And in, when you've got people around you, you can trust that can support you and give you that safe space. It's amazing what's possible. So, you know, I'd like to think this is actually just the tip of the iceberg that's going to come through from this. Um, you said, you know, could this change? It's about us maintaining that change. Like Clay said, keep telling the stories, keep reminding the men in our life that, you know, certain actions or behaviors are not okay. Um, call out the perpetrators and also, you know, speak up where you feel comfortable and safe to. And if it's not you, talk to someone who is that little bit stronger or capable of doing it in that point in time. Um, you know, silence is not going to help anyone at this stage. So thank you so much for joining us on a very touchy topic for sure. Um, and like Andrea said, if everyone's going to band together, ladies, as a tribe, we can certainly make a big shift. So thank you very much. Awesome. And ladies, remember your body is not a commodity to anybody else. Um, until next week, ladies, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.